Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM three CR digital three CR dot org dot AU three CR on demand out of the pan with Sally first broadcasting noon till one Sunday afternoons thanks for your company three CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the original inhabitants and pays respects to elders past present and emerging and we acknowledge that some often language used in this program can be Western in its origins. Thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue, diving deep for the, for the Marine News every Sunday from 11.30 till noon. And as they said on the show, if you're someone who's passionate about the Marine News and the oceans and want to get on radio, get in touch with um, um, Out, of the, uh, Out of the Blue um, because they're looking for new presenters as part of the th- Fab 3CR team. You could do stuff and um, you know, power radical radio. That's the theme of our Radiothon that comes up um, starting on the 3rd of June, and this show's Radiothon show is the 16th. That was a subtle um, slip it in sideways sort of hint. Uh, If you want to get in touch with this show, though, out of the pan, there's lots of ways by which to wit you can do it. That was quite poetic and jolly good show. Um, Well, all the shows on 3CR are jolly good shows. Um, You can um, email outofthepan855 at gmail.com. You can SMS 61456 751215. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. And you can also look for the Facebook posts on my page and out of the pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. A reminder that any comments on this show are my own personal opinions and not those of with which um, any organisations with which I may am associated if anything is distressing on the show, because sometimes, sadly, we do have to talk about difficult things, you can contact um, QLife, including Switchboard in Victoria, on 1-800-184-527. Well, on the show today, well, I've got a... It's almost a concept album show. The past, the present, the future. At about quarter past 20 past 12, I'll be catching up with Angela Bailey, who's the president of the the organisation currently called, it's a bit like Prince, the artist um, currently known as or something, um, when he was alive, of course, sadly not with us anymore, but um, the organisation currently known as the Australian Lesbian and Gay Archives. They've decided that they need a name that reflects the length, depth and breadth of our communities in 2019 and beyond. So we're going to have a chat to Angela about the process of that. We may come up with a result. Depends on how much coffee we've had. But the main theme of the show today that links past, present and future is, of course, um, last weekend's federal election result. Um, I missed a um, comment just at the end of last week's show, which I think is a damn good start. It's from Roving Reporter. Hey, Roving, um, good to have you um, connected to the show. Um, who says, hey, Sally, I'm gutted but optimistic the rage will be even more fierce now. And I think that's a pretty good damn start. Um, so, you know, look, 
I think lots of people were really emotional as on the progressive end of politics, emotional in their way. And in my best Dr. Phil voice, all feelings are valid. Um, and obviously people on the, the right of centre were emotional in different ways as well. But that's not what we're talking about here. They've got um, the Murdoch media to promote their happiness. Um, the thing, and well, actually I could say increasingly it seems the Sydney Morning Herald, which is beginning to um, do its best to imitate the Daily Telegraph and the Australian at times, but that's uh, something I'll talk about in my opinion. Um, obviously those type, the progressive end of politics were, um, there was some degree of despair, um, misery, um, anger, disbelief, denial, and all those sorts of things last week. But the reality is, it is what it is. We have um, a Liberal National Government, um, a majority in the lower house um, is the, um, the result of that. Um, there's a couple of close seats with some late votes that maybe swing back to Labor, but majority is the 99% likely one. The seat of Macquarie in New South Wales, according to the source of all knowledge, Anthony Brown is very close, 50 votes or 100 votes in it, which is pretty amazing. Um, but that's what it is. Now, totally affirm those feelings. And if you are distressed, as I say, talk to someone such as um, Q Life, including Switchboard, friends, um, supportive people, um, the services at um, spaces like Queer Space and Northside, all those things are there for those in Victoria. Um, but the, um, you know, and, you know, recover, do whatever self-care is needed, um, said the person who has watched the WWE Network a bit this week. Money in the Bank pay-per-view wasn't too bad except for the ending. And, of course, good luck to All Elite Wrestling. Their first pay-per-view, I think, is just getting underway. That was not a cash for comments. That's the usual wrestling reference on this show if you've never listened before. But once you recover, we've got to get back onto it, which is why I definitely opened no coincidence with Bruce Springsteen from Born in the USA, no retreat, no surrender, because we've got to get back to it. And I've had, as I say, a few emails and messages, um, as I said, roving reporters there that we will be more fierce. But as I said at the start of the show, a bit of a theme, past, present and future. I went to an event as part of National Volunteers Week, which is winding up um, on this weekend, um, that was put together by five uh, rainbow organisations. I went on Friday night down to St Kilda Town Hall, um, close to um, where Pride March happens every year. And you know, the organisations involved declaring the interests, um, Transgender Victoria, um, Switchboard, already mentioned, Vaughan Harbour Health, formerly Victorian AIDS Council, um, the Australian Lesbian and Gay Archives, um, who we're chatting with today, and also Joy 94.9. And I got to thinking about some stuff. I sat and thought about, you know, um, you know I, I'll put this in chronological order. I, those who saw the um, sort of, we'll call it um, biopic, biopic um, doco type of um, production last year called Ride about the first Sydney Mardi Gras in 1978, I thought about what those people were facing and what they had to do and, you know, must have been pretty challenging. They had no anti-discrimination law, you know, in most part states and territories of Australia, gay men still criminalised or men for men having sex with men, of course, that could be bisexual men as well, don't let me do bi erasure. already done that once in the last week, I'm reminding me to mention that before the end of the show, and they stood up, they didn't emigrate to New Zealand or anywhere else, they didn't retreat and they didn't surrender, some at great sacrifice, um, you know, whilst we can never be sure how, you know, 
you know, detail accurate some of those biopic things are on all sorts of people, you know, they're pretty much in the ballpark. And we saw some difficult scenes towards the end of that, which I um, have every reason to believe are true. And just as things seemed to be getting going, then, of course, in the early 80s, along came the situation with HIV. Did we run away? No, people like Alison Thorne stood up and said, no, we will support each other. And we gradually began to get some improvement. You know, we saw off, you know, the worst of the HIV situation, noting that, of course, there'll be people around with HIV for some time to come who will still need all sorts of treatment. We began to get, well, throughout the 80s and 90s, we got some state and territory law reform that was helpful in combating um, at least homophobia first, in some cases biphobia, and then more as we were, time wore on, transphobia. Well done to South Australia and Don Dunstan, who is listed on Wikipedia as bisexual, um, for what he did. And, you know, things progressed. There was, of course, the Howard era. And that's worth noting. Yes, it was the horrible situation of the um, changing of the Marriage Act in 2004. But it should be remembered that the Howard government had a majority in both houses of parliament from 2004 to seven, And we got through that. We got some progress under the Rudd-Gillard era um, in terms of the reforms to federal laws, passport reforms for transgender, diverse and intersex people, finally some national anti-discrimination law. And yeah, there was panic when Tony Abbott got in in 2013. But we're still here. And the thing is, this time Scott Morrison does not have a majority in the Senate and even with some of the supportive crossbenchers, is unlikely to get a majority in of 39 out of 76 for any vote um, that would be support um, horrific things. So whilst I understand people's feelings, I think that panicking and saying go to New Zealand if you can afford it, as one person who I think needs to have a look at their privilege said, um, I think we don't do that. And I want to give full credit to Rodney Croom, for an article in Q News this week where he said, no, we won't panic, we will not emigrate to New Zealand, we will have no retreat and no surrender. And so, you know, I'd urge people to um, keep it cracking. And after I have a chat with Angela from the archives in the next segment, we're going to start fleshing out some strategies. I know for me personally that I've gone through a lot of tough times since I came out in 1995. There was me thinking I was this middle-class, professional sort of, you know, accounting type of male, and it was all just going to be a nice middle-class life, and it's not been without its challenges personally in the community, but personally, my little bubble is doing reasonably okay. It's got its ups and downs, but um, tell you what, I'm still here. I haven't come this far to see it all thrown away and to give up, and this show uh, will be a part of it, This show will power Radical Radio, and we need you to power um, reform, um, as far as I'm concerned. And you can check out Rodney Croom's article on Q News. Well, sadly, it seems one of the last remaining rainbow newspapers in Australia from two or three days ago. Um, And Rodney has said that he won't sugarcoat the election result. It is a socially and religiously conservative government, um, and... You know, there are there is this issue that um, the, the religious right think that's a huge victory for them and they're gloating. But um, look at what it says in bold. Glad this is in bold. Quote, but despite all this, I have no time for despair, resignation or talking about in inverted commas, moving to New Zealand, end quote, quote. 
um, we can get on with these things and we can do these things. Parliament makes the law, not the government. We can get some things done in various states and territories. We saw in Tasmania two months ago that even with a, a Liberal government in the lower house, things can get done and they now have some amazingly good birth certificate laws. So, um, you know, um, there will be efforts, no doubt, by the federal government. We'll have to hit the sand, build up the sandbags, but we can move the sandbag line forward as well. And that's what I'm going to talk about in the next segment. I'm not going anywhere. I'm here. I'm, I'm bloody well queer or something like that. So hang in there, peeps. We are not going to be um, you know, sort of um, panicked or anything. And roving, I'll come back to one of your comments because I've actually had an email during the week from another regular contributor to the show and we've got some interesting views to, to think about. That's going to be one of the challenges. So in the meantime, well, as I say, the past, the present, the future, we're going to talk a bit about the past, the present and the future at the grassroots um, because coming up after the next track, we'll have a, um, a chat with Angela Bailey from the archives about, um, well, their, where their future is heading and um, what will happen next. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Well, if you listen to 3CR, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CR, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CR, it's so know where you are. If you listen to 3CR, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CR, clap your hands. Volunteers Week and 3CR would like to thank the 400 plus amazing volunteers who power our radical radio, bringing you independent news, critical views, and incredible specialist music programs. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What would Melbourne's Airways be without you? You, you all deserve, deserve a gold star. 10 out of 10, 3CR volunteers. 10 out of 10. Absolutely, not just to 3CR volunteers, but to all. It's an amazing um, piece of work, but um, I sometimes wonder, you know, should volunteers be paid, given what the amazing things they do? Um, but as an accountant um, who tries to be legal and ethical at all times, I can't find a way to tap into Rupert Murdoch's bank account legally and ethically to arrange the money. I never said that. That was a joke, joke, joke. Um, we heard prior to the messages, appropriately enough, given the theme of today's show is the past, the present, the future, a concept album um, from Shirley Belly, Shirley Belly, blah, 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 Shirley Batsy and the Propeller Heads, and a little bit of history repeating, which is the um, horrendously World Wrestling Entertainment premeditated, um, pre-planned segue to introduce Angela Bailey from what the organis the organisation currently known as Australian Lesbian and Gay Archives. Afternoon, Angela. Hi, Sally. Thanks for coming on, and at relatively short notice too. Do appreciate that, because um, but we've got to be current and look at the grassroots as well as the big the top of the big picture, so to speak, the top of the forest. Because on Friday you sent out a media release 
um, looking at a name change consultation. Um, where did that come? Let's start. Where, where did the um, need for to do that come from? Let's um, start at as well. Historically, yeah. start at the beginning, I suppose. Sure. Look, I think um, the whole sort of discussion around it um, has been happening for a few years now, and it very much came from our members and supporters um, primarily um, and also within our own organisation. Um, just people sort of calling out, I guess, that the need for the name to better reflect all of our communities Um, and and obviously the material that we collect um, is reflected in all those communities, but we need to be better able to position ourselves for everyone to feel comfortable um, accessing our fantastic collection and what we do. So that was primarily where it came from, yeah. No, look, that's a fair thought and, you know, the... You know the names that we use for our community have evolved, and you know as your media release says, the holdings have included bisexual and transgender materials since our foundation, and increasingly receiving intersex, non-binary, brother, boy, sister, girl, and third That's gender right. multicultural. Yeah. And so, those last three are really important. I mean, not my lived expertise, but um, there's got to be ways, of course, to acknowledge that and um, acknowledge that often. Things are framed in our rainbow communities in Australia in a very Western, white, Anglo-Saxon context as well. Yeah, that's right. I think um, for anyone to feel comfortable uh, providing part of their personal life or collection to our archive, we want to make sure that they feel confident that we will reflect them in how we go about our business and, and how we present our collection. So it's really important to build up that confidence um, as a community organisation with all of our community. So um, I think that's the sort of area that we're trying to push, understanding that sometimes it's hard for people to let go of their personal artefacts or their personal papers. Yeah. Um, but it's so such an important thing for us to get that rich history that has so often been ignored by our larger cultural institutions. Yeah. Um, you know, and I mean, you know, there's... As much as I almost grimace saying it, there is a sort of hierarchy in there. It's hard enough for them to think gay and lesbian, then buy trans intersex, and then start doing the necessary multifaceted or intersectional as well and respect our original inhabitants um, as yeah, well. So it is absolutely. an important Yeah, it's, I mean, some organisations have started, but they're, you know, quite a few decades behind. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're lucky that we have, you know, it originally started in its um, form in 1978. So there's a sort of a long 40 so, so years of um, collecting that's been going on that we're really lucky that some of those um, early activists um, started to collect that material. Yeah, I've been told I have to um, get some of the stuff in my garage at home down for some reason. Um, I'm not sure why. So, and some of it, well, some of it's boring admin paperwork, said the accountant, but some is some of the LGBTI yeah. stuff. And I'm not sure if, I mean, some of it's articles that came out of the Rainbow Papers and some of it's the Seahorse Times, which you've probably got, but I'm, um, yeah. I'd have to have a chat to you. Absolutely. We, we encourage everyone to sort of contact us. Um, and if they've got material they think is worthwhile donating, because often, um, it's material that people don't think is worthwhile that we really actively um, try and encourage people, like personal letters or just little bits and pieces. It's much harder now in the digital age, but, um, you know, it's those personal papers and accounts of life um, that have been lost. And also for, you know, if you go back 
earlier than the 70s, it was often destroyed by families or, you know, when there was such mm. a um, prejudice. So, you know, it's really important for um, all of us to sort of keep an eye out for that material. You've actually given me a thought. <clears throat> As someone who goes and talks about end-of-life planning in the diversity education I do, I might have to start slipping that one in, you know, um, if you have, if you are LGBTI and have materials, um, allow for them because we. I remember the sad story some years ago of a prominent community member who, um, well, I think left us too early and some of the LGBTI material was found blowing down the gutter sort of outside um, that person's home which yeah. is not what we want. Exactly. That's a really important point to make. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The question, I suppose, comes up, um, why now? Why not, say, four years ago or whatever else? Um, you know, sort of did it come up at this point in time? Was it a particular moment or particular sort of catalyst that really said, okay, we've got to um, have a look at this? Um, I think um, for me it was, you know, we reached the 40-year mark, um, there's been a lot of other examples of other prominent organisations and some not so prominent um, changing their names. And um, we sort of uh, thought now is the time to, to do that. Um, and we've got a few milestones. We've reached our 40th. We're moving into the Pride Centre. So it was important that we do take that next, next step um, as an organisation. So it was something that I've been sort of um, personally interested in getting on the agenda. So, um, yeah, that's how it sort of come about. Yep. And so we get to the critical point in a way that um, the release talks about how Algebra we will be engaging with members, supporters, volunteers and the wider community to hear their thoughts, suggestions, concerns. Yes. And then the outcome will be taken to an AGM. And, um, you know, you won't know what you want until the end of the process, which is good that there's an open mind for starters. But if people want to register their interest, whether it's individuals connected to the involved who are a part of our rainbow communities or organisations, is there a way to do that to say, look, I want to be part of this because I think it's really important? Absolutely. We've got, um, I guess, a three-tiered um, level of consultation. So we've just put out a survey um, that people can log Aha. they don't even need to log into they can just follow the link so that's on our both on our Facebook and our website mm-hmm. you can um, and the website is www.alga.org.au um, and Facebook you'll find something similar um, in terms of our name there um, so you can anyone can do the survey and then we've also as part of that survey you can put forward your email address or contact us directly about registering for a focus group and some community consultation, probably in the sort of second half of the year, we'll be doing that. Yeah. All right then. So yeah, somewhere between July and Christmas and all that sort of thing. So yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, similar organisations have, have thought it'll take about a year, um, but sometimes it takes a little bit longer. So um, we're hoping to be able to take something to this year's AGM. That's our. That's our um, what we're aiming for. Yeah. Yep, so yeah, hop onto the front page of your website at alga.org.au, um, click on the announcement of the survey, and then there is a survey yes. monkey link um, once you get to there. That's right, yeah, fantastic. Yep, and the question at the moment, um, you know, you were, of course, the Pride Centre, we've only just demolished the old, the building that was on the site there, um, the old Munros, a, a site of great, well, to, of historical significance for trans and gender diverse people. Um, yeah. 
But um, that leads to the question, whereabouts are you at the moment? I know you're not on permanent display, but if people do want to see stuff, or um, are you um, based down in St Kilda Road? or? Yeah, so we're based in with um, Thorn Harbour Health at the moment. Um, we don't have our whole collection there because it's a, I guess we're in a holding pattern. Yeah. Um, but if people do want to still access the collection or um, come in, uh, we are open a couple of times a week. It varies depending on, obviously, our volunteer capacity. Um, but they can just send us an email again, which is just um, mail at alga.org.au and um, arrange to come and visit us. So, yeah, they can do the survey, um, perhaps get involved with other consultations and drop in and yes. see it. And I know it's a huge collection. You must be, I suppose, itching in a sense for the Pride Centre to be open so yeah, you can get look, more of it on permanent display. we're just going to plan for that. So, yeah, we're um, excited and uh, nervous at the same time. <laughs> yeah, fair enough too. <laughs> All right, well, yeah. we, we need you to keep recording our history because it reminds us that, yes, we've faced huge struggle, but we have moved through some of it, and particularly linking to the theme of today's show a week after the, well, somewhat um, left-field or you could say right-field election result, um, we do need to be reminded that our communities have come through challenges and it can be helpful to just go and look at the documents, see what people have Absolutely. gone through, the pictures, the stories, the notes, and go, yep, we, it's, yep. you know, it's not fair that we face discrimination. It would be good if we had a magic wand, but people have fought through it. You've got all that material on hand and are always looking for more. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Sally, just for getting the word out. Fantastic. Oh, look, pleasure. Um, we yep. very much um, you know, want to, um, on the queer shows on 3CR, um, want to link to our communities and you yep. know, keep, as I always say, growth begins at the grassroots. Absolutely. And thanks for your part, um, even though I know no one from... Um, Alga could get to the event on Friday night. It was a great event for National Volunteers Week. So, yes, um, yes, it you know, was fantastic. So much of our community yeah. there. It was pretty, pretty awesome. Thanks, yeah, Angela, for your time job. again at short yeah. notice and all the best for the future all for right. the archives. Thanks very much, Sally. Bye. Talk soon. Bye. Angela Bailey, President of the Australian, currently called Australian Lesbian and Gay Archives. I'm just um, multitasking as best as I can, um, putting the link to the survey, um, um, you know, sort of underneath the posts on Facebook today. I'll also do a retweet and pretend to be all high tech um, and make sure you do it. So um, I think the more input, the better. Of course, the, um, you know, the old story goes that, um, you know, um, you know, the what we call ourselves in our communities um, is one of the great after-dinner um, debates with the um, coffee and port or something like that, or coffee and something. Um, um, well, maybe some, not everyone um, drinks coffee, you know. Um, I'm, gen- I'm beverage diverse and caffeine diverse, all sorts of diversity valued on this show. But we don't have an answer. You know, it would be good if we could get um, universal agreement on it. Um, but we don't. So there will need to be some consultation, but I think it's really good that there will be that sense of ownership by giving the Rainbow Communities a chance to have a say. All right, um, we'll have talk, more talk about where we go from here after the election, after we hear from Midnight Oil, who did a gig during the week since the election and played this track that apparently they haven't played live for a very long time. It was a track from their Bird Noises EP of around 1980-81, and, well, a knife's edge raise a day. 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally.
Midnight Oil from the Bird Noises EP on 3CR, 855 AM 3CR, digital 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the pan with Sally, and I forgot to mention that I use female pronouns she, her at the start of the show. Um, anyway, um, and also you've got a bonus bit of no time for games because, well, God knows we need something like Midnight Oil at the moment. All right, let's get down to the proverbial tin tax. There's a good word, um, I could say. What are tin tax? What have they got to do with anything? We'll find out. Um, the issue is that um, obviously, you know, this we I think we have to face the reality. I don't think we'll get a lot of progress for rainbow communities under the returned Morrison government. But the question is, we don't want to go backwards either. I think you know there was a bit of debate about this in 2013, where Mr. Rabbit um, got elected. Um, still remember that where um, one of my um, friends, then about seven-year-old kid, said, who's this Mr. Rabbit? Does he have big ears? Anyway, um, that's another story. But you know, let's be serious for a second. We're going to have to work hard to make sure, as I said at the st- in the first segment of the show, that we keep the sandbags sort of happening, and you know, but at the same time build a strategy that is both visionary and practical for three years' time and feed it into political parties where we can. Now, this leads to an interesting debate um, because um, roving reporters got a couple more um, um, SMSs have come in on um, the SMS line, which is 0456 751 215. Um, and, um, and sorry, to go back um, to... Um, um, where we were. Um, sorry, just having um, some technical hitches here with the laptop um, and trying to find them. Uh, yeah, there was um, a couple of SMSs um, from Roving Reporter um, and Roving has said that also that Tim Wilson and his inheritance tax scare campaign was a nasty little tactic that work, um, worked and also um, has been mentioned it's also time to be um, conciliatory and thoughtful in a discussion with conservative, and I can't quite um, get the message across here. Um, I think there might have been something gone wrong. It says, with conservative views. Um, do you think Western middle classes are getting more selfish, including those in queer spaces? And I also had an email during the week to out of the pan 855 at gmail.com from Melina, one of our other um, long-time correspondents, um, a topic for discussion. Is there now an increasing polarisation within the queer community with antagonistic groups like Liberal Pride? Are we going to see more segregation of the queer community after this election, or is there a chance of being more conciliatory with right-wing queer people? It is an important conversation that needs to be addressed if we need to have any sense of community. Now, these are fair thoughts, uh, Melina and Roving Reporter. Um, let's try to have a look at this. Where do we find a way, a process for solution? The saying goes, you work with people who share your goal values first and foremost. I nearly stuffed myself up there and said goals. Um, we can often share goals, but sometimes do we share values? Now, let's go to the other side for a second. It always, I don't know whether to laugh or cry when I see so-called feminists get into bed with religions who still don't um, even have women as priests um, because they want to attack trans people. We're talking the branch of radical feminism that could be, inter- and that is reasonably interpreted as anti-trans, and we're talking about you know fundamentalist religion types. 
And this is what happens when you don't share values, but you're just looking at a goal. So the question, therefore, comes along, and it's a tough question. Do um, the more conservative end of the queer community, predominantly gay males, but some lesbians, and the um, more progressive end share goals and values? Do we share values of diversity when there are still large numbers of cis gay men and lesbians who don't really give a toss for trans and bi and intersex, to keep the acronym simple? These are tough questions. But we've got to set up a safe process where we bring people together and we trust the people running it. And this is where we've got some challenges. Who really is in that central position in Australia in our rainbow communities to do it? Who will we trust who can keep aside their own biases and hold process? I'm not going to sit here and say I could do it. Um, as people know on the, who listen to this show regularly, I get... Um, to quote a 70s um, a a television show that was mainly on in the 20th century, I had Saturday, What Cheese Us Me Off is the hypocrisy and double standards that are exist in our communities. So Houston, we've got a problem. Um, We have a challenge. I'm not saying I've got all the answers, but we're going to have to think about it. So I'm going to prephrase the questions put by Roving and Melina. Can we bring each other together, but also do we have to? Does it come to a point in the end where you say, look, we can't work with the conservative end? And we've seen a couple of examples of where the conservative end have gone wrong in the last um, two weeks. Three days before the election, after Kerry-Ann Kennelly had a big anti-trans rant on her morning show, um, a someone I've seen, since found is a former Joy presenter, but I don't really think it matters, um, you know, came along and said, I disagree with their opinions, but I reflect her right to say it. Now, is that really supportive of trans people? You know, we had the same situation with the um, 78er who used the term transgender ideology and also the term queer fascism. Um, and we had another situation where I noticed yesterday that a program on Joy liked a tweet by Barnaby Joyce um, that supported Israel for Lau. Um, I think that it's all very well for gays and lesbians who now have their right to marry in whatever combination of tuxedos and taffeta to go on about freedom of speech, but they are not considering the hurt that um, the current that the transphobia is causing. So we're going to have to have these conversations. They'll need to be done safely and privately. And also we need to not be scared of the far right. They'll say, say, yeah, people don't agree on every dot and comma, so we're not going to listen to any of you. Well, we have a right to work out what we need and work it out our way. And we don't have to be conned by that sort of emotional manipulation, control freak, um, sort of internalised um, pre- you know, behaviour that attacks our internal any internalised prejudice. And some of our so-called rainbow community leaders do have internalised prejudice. So we're going to have to have fair process to start with who will facilitate it, who can do it, as I say. I'm not necessarily saying I'm the person. I just want to get the process right so everyone, well, like the archives, there's a sense of ownership and a sense of involvement and those sorts of things. Um, So, you know, we've got some work to do um, before we can, um, you know, then start formulating the strategies. We've got to get our values right. It is not good enough that we stand together on a basis of... um, well, we're all under attack in various ways. So that what brings us together is, are they good values? Let's get our values right. Here's the opportunity. And then we might get some um, build from the grassroots up in line sort of with today's show 
we'll get it right. We'll learn from the past mistakes where people have been sold out, such as in the postal survey, and we can get it right. I, however, whatever we do, will not give up. This show is going to be here, and it's why you need to support, um, keep powering Radical Radio during our Radiothon. All right, let's have a quick bit of music. I've been promising it for a few weeks um, from Paul Kelly from the Live at the Sydney Opera House album that I just got a few weeks ago. It's an absolute cracker of a great selection of Paul's songs pretty much from on oh, the mid-'80s right up to now. Um, here's a little bit of one where he did it um, with his um, uh, more country and bluegrass-oriented companions. Here's a bit of um, the track about Ned Kelly, Our Sunshine, 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show, or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live. Three CR eight five five AM. Three CR digital. Three CR dot Three CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon to one Sunday afternoons. Running rapidly out of time, and there's lots more to cover. Um, as I said earlier, um, we are reaching the end of National Volunteer Week, and um, well done to all volunteers out there. Very very awesome. It says something. There's so much to cover that I actually cut off a Paul Kelly song halfway through. Oh goodness, there'll be lightning bolts coming down or something. Anyway, what other news is there to get through? I was, I must admit, like many people, so upset by um, at the time last week by the election result. I forgot to mention something really important um, in advance. So at least I can do it in arrears. Um, said the accountant. Um, that um, Friday the twenty fourth was an important day on the rainbow calendar. And um, it's important to note that it was um, pansexual and pan, pan, pan romantic um, day. And silly naughty me, I forgot to um, uh, mention that. Um, and so as someone who does use pan as part of my sexual orientation labels, I use bi and pan interchangeably. Um, you know, that's um, a bit of a, a naughty on me. But um, there's also a debate just very quickly about the difference between um, bi and pan, you know, and I think that it's, you know, everyone has a right to their labels and how they interpret them. The real issue is it's all, to me, multi-gender attracted and let's stick together and fight any, and you know, prejudice and also show how valuable, um, you know, it is um, that um, what we have to offer is just as valuable, at least on average, as the rest of society who are mono and not stereo or um, surround sound. There's an analogy. Um some other comments in from Roving. Tim Wilson will be on Q&A tomorrow night. Interesting to see his reviews on relig- views on religious exemptions. Well, I think they're um, pretty um, you know, well known that he's more, you know, his nickname of Freedom Boy, as it's called, comes in there. Um, so I think we'll, but we'll hear what he has to say. Um, also in today's age, and I did notice this, there was an article that exposed the alt-right groups attacking the ALP during the election campaign. And this Americanisation of Australian politics, roving reporter doesn't like. It's lazy and dumb. I'd agree with that. Um, also, you know, first things first, we had a trigger warning here for mention of murder and probable anti-female attitudes, although we don't have 100% certainty yet. Um, someone um, is no longer with us, and our condolences go out to the family, friends of the woman whose body was found yesterday in um, Royal Park. 
and um, you know, and there was a person with hopes, dreams, and wanting to have a fulfilled life who no longer has. But let's be fair, you know, we've had some major issues with police in the last few weeks, and they haven't all gone away. But well done to Luke Cornelius for saying violence against. Um, you know, women is a men's issue and not doing victim blaming, which did happen twice um, from police after the Eurydice Dixon murder and the Master Vukovic murder. But clearly we have a problem with um, this sort of violence, obviously. I mean, that's not hardly a huge observation um, and we need to do something about it. And in terms of the calendar of dates, well, getting it back on track, um, we have an upcoming date on the 2nd of June, and um, that is um, an important date for sex workers um, in that um, it is um, International Whores Day, as Wikipedia calls it. Now, noting that um, that's what Wikipedia's called it, so I've gone with that, but um, only people who are past or present workers should use the word whore, um, the same as, um, you know, um, we use you know, similar parallels to words like queer and tranny. So um, be careful about that. And so that's the 2nd of June. And if I've got my calendar right, I'll see if I can get someone from Vixen or Scarlet on the show next week. Um, Now, wow, running rapidly out of time, I'd better um, um, just sort of keep people in touch. Um, Freedom of Species up next. And um, have just uh, lost the tweet that says um, who... They are talking to. Um, my apologies for that. But I know at, um, in Psychedelia at 2 o'clock, they'll be talking um, with people who are gender diverse. So that's um, some pretty um, cool stuff. Here it is, Freedom of Species zoologist Dennis Black talking about the wonder of frogs. So grab it again, get your hands on that program and grab it. And we heard, of course, from out of the blue what the turtles taught us. Anyway, I'd better get out of here and run for my life after puns like that. Um, very quickly, uh, thanks again to Angela for coming on at short notice. Um, don't forget that archive survey. Take it out today um, with a little bit of Shane Howard, no giving up. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. It's been a packed program. It's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from her. I'll catch you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.